0: Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic Horseman's Noon Rule of Scheduling. Here we go. Hi, everyone. This is Mike. If you don't know, Manager Tools was, in fact, nominated for Best Business Podcast as well as the People's Choice Award at PodcastAwards.com. Now that we've been nominated, it's time for the actual voting. And as a reminder, you can vote every single day uh, for Manager Tools. So, We'd appreciate your vote. It helps us reach more managers and accomplish our mission of changing management across the world. Go vote for Manager Tools today in both People's Choice and the Business Podcasts at www.podcastawards.com. Thanks, folks. So, Mark, I don't know about you, but uh, my day just gets away from me sometimes, and it drives me crazy. And so I want you to tell me about that and, and how to schedule more effectively. I could use that. Yeah. First of all, let me apologize
1: for the if you if I sound kind of echoey. If Paul Figiani, our fabulous sound engineer, can't fix it, it's because my house is virtually empty because I'm moving um, to Pebble Beach, as it happens. And um, so, sorry about that. That's how houses sound when you move. Uh, that said, yeah, Mike. Most of us are terrible at our calendars, and we're pretty bad at scheduling our time, which. By the way, those are different things.
0: So I'm not alone. So that's good. (laughs) Yeah,
1: no, yeah, neither. And and I'm right there with you. And basically, if you pay attention to folks who are really good at work, and that's the great part of our jobs is seeing a lot of different people in all ranges of the spectrum of effectiveness. Effective folks put the important stuff on their calendar first each day, and they do the important stuff early in the day. And so what we're going to talk about today is, and and it's a really simple principle, is the queuing theory how lines form um, affects scheduling, our daily scheduling. And Horsemans Noon Rule basically addresses that by saying put the important stuff early so you get the important stuff at least done. And that means important meetings before lunch and important tasks before lunch as well.
0: Okay, so queuing theory, wow, okay. (laughs) Tell tell me about that. It's it's actually a, a hobby of mine that
1: I wish I had more time and I wish I had time to get into the math of it. But basically... To get this concept, it's helpful to do a simple thought experiment. Um, If you think of yourself at work as a factory that produces work as your product, right? Work is the stuff you work, the stuff you do each day, is the stuff you box up and ship to customers. And so the tasks you accomplish, the decisions you make, uh, the communications you engage in to further those tasks and decisions
0: that's your output. So you just think of that in this exercise as physicalizing that into a box
1: or something. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly, yeah. Now, guys, be clear about something. Since I mentioned calendars, I know most of you are thinking about meetings, but don't don't assume that meetings are, are output. Be smart and think of meetings as a piece of machinery that you use to help you produce. Meetings are not output, just, just the opposite in some ways. <laughs> yeah, right? in most cases. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. your work is your output, and it brings in revenue from the customer in in the form of salary and there's basically an assembly line that helps you produce it and more work is better better factories obviously produce more products right as long as quality standards are met but here's the thing about production lines when you think about it and look we know that all of your work isn't purely linear or for those of you more technical serial versus parallel if you like a lot of it is though linear slash serial one of the tasks you're working on has dependencies and other tasks require resources. They have their own dependencies. Basically, your work is a big queue, and you can only work on one thing at a time. Now, some of you are pausing there. What did he just say? Mm-hmm. Particularly if you're younger, you've been lied to and told that multitasking is good, which is just the biggest lie ever, I think.
0: When people talk about multitasking, they say, oh, I'm multitasking, I, I just can't talk about it anymore. You say, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I just throw up a little bit in my mouth. You can only
1: work on one thing at a time, folks. And you can only work on one thing at a time, folks. And there's a cast for this, by the way. Look, think of it this way. You're in a meeting scheduled to go from 10 to 11. It runs over and you don't leave when you need to to get to your 11 a.m. meeting you're supposed to be in. Whatever work you were going to be doing in the 11 o'clock meeting can't get done until you get there, the work that you were going to do. So, in fact, that meeting probably starts late and it finishes late and work gets pushed back in the sense that it's done later than it's planned. If you're working at your desk at 9.30 in the morning, you get interrupted by your boss, the, the work you were working on gets set aside because your boss says, hey, you got a minute. And of course, what does everybody say? Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, you might even say, hey, I'm, I'm trying to meet the, the deadline, 9.30 and your boss is like yeah okay no <laughs> i need your 30 minutes right and so she leaves 30 minutes later and you look you're smart enough to say to her hey i was on track to meet the 9:30 until you interrupted boss well, is it okay if i get yeah is it okay if i get to you in 30 minutes and she's cool so she says yeah but even if she says cool regardless the work isn't getting done it won't be on time and what's funny about that is some of you are thinking right now that it was done on time because your boss gave you a pass. But that's not true. You're incorrectly associating the absence of consequences with timeliness. Hmm. And that's wrong. And look, the other people whose tasks are dependent upon yours, they're also delayed. That's right. Yeah. And so if work is a cue, okay, it's not a theoretically perfect one queuing theory is going to have some impact on it. Right? And one of the basic principles at work in queuing theory is that when a system gets busy or congested, look, is anybody arguing that they have more work to do than they can get done every day? When a system gets busy and there's a queue, delays in the system increase. If you have a latent delay, like every every product you produce is late by 5 minutes, and you don't add any more to that, the five minutes will probably increase simply because of errors and inefficiencies and so on. But if you start trying to shove more work in there, the five-minute delay will become longer. Yeah. If a system isn't operating at peak efficiency, we're not even saying 100%. Holy Toledo, that'd be a joke, right? We, that ain't happening. Um, if a system isn't operating at peak efficiency, more throughput will cause an increase in inefficiency. It's just, It's just... theory and it plays out in a thousand ways. Traffic. I mean, your traffic, uh, uh, some queuing theory rules apply to traffic. If you've ever been in, in, in traffic and traffic slows and then suddenly in a straight part, you're slow and then suddenly you start speeding up again and it looks like, wow, what happened there? Well, there was an accident there 45 minutes ago. Right. But but that delay stays in the system because there's congestion around the accident, cars piling up, if you will, pardon the expression,
0: behind it. And it increases, right? Yeah. So it's like taking a rope and whipping one side of it and the other end, the velocity, of the other end of the rope. Can, yeah. Right. So if I'm late thirty minutes, okay, I'm late thirty minutes. So if you look at that task, right, is the whole pro let's say the whole project now is late thirty minutes. But that's not true because somebody's waiting on my my yep. output. Right. And yep. they were ready. But I'm 30 minutes late. Well, ne- well, they were planning and working on it. So now they've got a meeting for two hours and then they get to it. And now they're two and a half hour late. And the person who's dependent upon that, right? Now yeah. it's 24 hours late. Now it's Perfect. two weeks late. Now it's two years late. Yeah, exactly. And you don't think about that stuff, but that's what happens. And and guys, this is why interruptions are so pernicious. That's why they call projects uh, train wrecks or, yeah. <laughs> or traffic. We should start calling traffic wrecks. Yeah, traffic
1: jams. Yeah, interruptions are so terrible because each one of them is harmless, but they all end up being deadly in the sum total of them. Look, what this means, guys, is if you have a lot to do in the morning and you get behind and you still have more to do in the afternoon, uh, duh, of course, everybody does. Everybody everybody brags and then complains at the same time about being busy. If you have a lot to do in the morning and you get behind and then you have more to do in the afternoon, you're only going to get further behind that afternoon. And so to your point, Mike, earlier, if you've ever felt, guys, like you've lost control of your day and you couldn't get it back after a certain point, that's just queuing theory. It's normal. And it's nearly an impossible force to fight the more throughput there is, meaning the later in your day it is and the more work you're trying to get done. And everybody hates those kind of days. And so the question becomes, if queuing theory is gonna affect us, if our work is fundamentally serial in nature, with some exceptions, if we've got dependencies, then the question is, how do we solve it? Queuing theory isn't going to go away for us. And by the way, your, Mike's point about 30 minutes and then two-hour meeting and so on just tells you the folly of trying to schedule your day ever more perfectly. It's just ludicrous. That's why these back-to-back-to-back meetings things are, are dumb. It doesn't work. Queuing theory is going to, going to wreck them. So... The question is, how do we solve the problem?
0: Yeah, it's like, I'm just getting ready to go, go back to bed and curl up yeah, into a exactly. fetal position. <laughs> yeah, because that's the effective manager solution, go <laughs> back to go. bed, right?
1: Yeah, and so that's where, oh, I don't know, it was 15, 16 years ago, I started advising my coaching clients about my noon rule, horseman's noon rule. And basically, the amount of effort it takes to get a bad day back on track increases the longer you wait. And and guys, look, we all get less effective the longer we go in a day. I've heard a lot of things lately that say decision-making and self-restraint are like muscles we use during the day, uh, and they tire and they wear out. I'm I'm not sure I understand that and buy that totally, although my experience does tend to suggest that. Uh, I, I haven't seen the data. So the solution, you might think, was, well, let's try to get everything done in the morning, right? And that's not wrong in principle, but it doesn't work. What you're basically doing is, it's the old joke about putting five pounds of crap in a two pound bag. It's just, it's an old problem and you're not going to get there. But, but look, we know something else too. We know that we never ever get all of our work done. And if you put all this stuff together, the problem resolves really quickly what work should be getting done. Uh, and by the way, that's that. what work should be getting done. And we use the word should rarely around here, but... Uh, If you're going to apply some moral um, judgment to something, it ought to be about the work we choose to do and the work we choose not to do. And that's one of the five most important questions we ask ourselves every day. And the people who answer it more effectively, their value is enormous. But look, the only solution is if we're gonna have a queuing theory problem every day, we have to get the most important work done first or start doing it so that the delays that happen will cause us, if we try to get it done by noon, we'll end up getting it done by the end of the day, mm. okay? So Horstman's noon rule of scheduling is, if it's important, schedule it to be done before noon. Don't schedule a late afternoon meeting when everybody's tired, when everything else that has happened that day will be impinging upon that four o'clock meeting. Don't do it, guys. It doesn't work. That four o'clock meeting is, even if it's important, will get dinged by other stuff that'll happen during the day. And you'll discover that meetings that... Are scheduled at 3 or 4 are much more likely stepped on than meetings that are scheduled at 9.
0: Now, should I get all depressed about the fact that I'm gonna miss a bunch of noon deadlines? Well, yeah, you're gonna miss it all the time.
1: You're gonna miss it a couple of times a week. But the question is not whether we miss the noon deadline, the question is whether or not we're gonna get a lot more of our important stuff done each day and each week, and you will. Because if right. you're thinking about doing stuff, I mean, look, the antithesis of this law or my rule is Horseman's law of the fantasy scheduling change, which is I'll do that at the end of the day. I have, I come to work, I got a bunch of stuff to do, but there are two things I have to get done. And then the day happens and you get beat up and you start saying to yourself about 10, 11 in the morning, you know what? I guess I'll do it at the end of the day when everyone else is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. When you're tired, when you're uncreative, when you're feeling guilty about your spouse and your children. And look, we know people fantasize about that. Actually, they don't think they're fantasizing, about it but that's exactly what happens when you say at 10 you're going to get it done at five and then you don't get it done at five what you were thinking at 10 was a fantasy i mean that just leads inevitably to how we handle our work and the schedule that we uh, put in place with our calendar what it means is you schedule your less important meetings in the afternoon every single time there's a meeting to take that the meeting to schedule that you have control over that your directs want from you or that you want to schedule, ask yourself, how important is it? Now, look, some of you are going to struggle with this because you think everything's important. Well, okay, you're wrong. Importance is always about relativity. But if it's important, if it's in the top third of the top 20% or whatever, it goes in the morning. If it's less important, it goes in the afternoon. And that way, look, guys, it's simple. I should have said this earlier. If your important meeting at 10 a.m. gets stepped on or gets canceled, or your boss, whatever, or something else happens, you can still reschedule it for that afternoon. And people will tolerate you rescheduling an important meeting over a less important meeting at three o'clock. Right. But if you have that meeting at three and there's a conflict, which is, again, what much more likely, thanks to queuing theory. Yeah,
0: you're not getting that done. That's for sure. <laughs> you're not.
1: Exactly. And so you're getting it done tomorrow. And now it's 24 hours. It's not six hours. It Look, at, it, it, if something's supposed to happen at 10 and it happens at four, that's six hours. If it doesn't happen by four, it's not happening for 16 hours. Dude, I mean, yeah. urgency, urgency matters, right? So you tell your team this, too. I won't take meetings on this or this or this before noon. And conversely, I won't take meetings about this big thing or that critical issue after noon, unless it's an emergency. What you're doing is stating your priorities. And look, everybody needs reminding about that. I mean, think about Drucker talking about abandonment. You know, that's one of the things that effective organizations do, they abandon things. The statement about priorities and communicating it is also a reminder about not doing the fantastical
0: thinking thing. Right, so that's meetings, what about tasks? Same thing. Same thing. Look, one of the problems that folks have thinking
1: about time management, not a good word, by the way, and calendars and schedules is that calendars are simply a record, but scheduling is a decision. And calendars make too many of us think about meetings when really, again, calendars are just a forward-looking record of our schedule. And calendars ideally are a schedule of both our tasks and our meetings, Now, there are some people who would argue about that. David Allen of GTG, whom we love, says you shouldn't schedule tasks because what he says is you have to go to meetings and then you carry around your task list. And when you have time, you get your task list done. We could quibble about that. But basically, if it's important, if it's important, put time on your calendar to do it. And, and the way we feel about calendar time is if it's on the calendar, you ought to be checking your calendar throughout the day. And if the stuff that didn't get done that morning, and I'm not talking about putting 30 things in your calendar. If you have 30 things in your calendar in the morning, there aren't 30 things you're doing that are important, right? But you put time on your calendar to do it. And that way, if you didn't get it done by 11 or 12, you can move it to the afternoon. And that will be a defense against somebody else grabbing that time or queuing theory eating up your time. And look, if, if you don't want to put it on your calendar, fine, carry it around in your head all morning until you get it done. Just make sure that you think to yourself, I've got to get this done before noon. I've got to get it done before noon. Of course, I would argue that having those thoughts in your head is worthless because <laughs> you're not accomplishing anything yeah, yeah. with that thought in your head. And look, something else I'll suggest that we, I've had great success with. If your big thing isn't done by 1130 or so, stop whatever else you're doing and do that, that big thing, and only that big thing. If it's 1130 and it's not done and you have other things to do, we come back to, you have too much to do, and the only real choice being made is what's not going to get done. Every time we're at a conference and I ask, raise your hand if you get all your work done every day, nobody raises their hand. So by definition, the choice we make every day is what gets done and what doesn't get done.
0: Yeah. The effective manager doesn't ask the question, how do I get it all done? Right. Right. That's not the question. That's the question we get all the time. I got too much. How do I get it all done? Yeah, exactly. You don't. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, you
1: don't. Yeah, it's not gonna nobody does, right? And so at some point you pay attention to the data. Big data. I mean, we really have big data about people not getting things done. And and so the only real choice is what's not gonna get done. And the way I like to say it, particularly to to high D's and high C's, is what do you want to get in trouble for? Do you want to get in trouble for not doing the big thing? Or do you want to get in trouble for missing the routine deadline? Now I've had a couple of people at conferences, Mike. It's funny when I say, oh, which one do you want to get in trouble for? And, and people say, oh, neither. I had right. one guy say, yeah. oh, I just need to Kobayashi Maru that. I need to figure out how to beat this system. Well, look, this isn't a movie, and you ain't going to do it. And He's you're not, not Captain Kirk. Happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Dude, that's, yeah. Or, gosh, or who did, uh, Captain Picard. You're not Pat, Captain Picard either. Yeah. So that's it. Look, guys, it's, it, it seems really simplistic. But I gotta tell you, uh, I know CEOs who carry around cards in their pockets, people who owe me stuff, and they go talk to those people in the morning so that those people have a chance to pick up the drop ball before the end of the day. They don't go around reminding everybody at five o'clock and then encourage them to stay until they get done. Put the important stuff first. Queuing theory affects things. You've gotta schedule stuff before noon, meetings, and you've gotta get tasks done before noon that's the way to do it and it's all about priorities you know i remember reading a book years ago called how to live your life and stop worrying how to stop worrying and live the rest of your life it's a carnegie book and one of the things he talks about is live your life in watertight compartments meaning meaning each day and the goal is to get a lot of stuff done each day and you prioritize and then you work to your priorities it's the old thing of you plan your work and you work your plan and if you let your day get away from you You're not going to get done the things you need to get done. And if it's not getting done, you have to question, is it really a priority? Probably
0: not. (laughs) All right, my friend. Thank you. You bet, partner. Anytime. We'll see you. Bye. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. So long.